Welcome back to the Ultimate Playlist Podcast full of choice tracks. I'm Dietrich. I'm Brandon. I'm Damon. And I'm Taj. You could do better than that, dude. Come on now. I'm Taj. Okay. Say it with your chest. How about oh, that? Sorry. One more time. One more time. I'm Taj. That got worse. Oh, that was yeah. that was like fucked up. What's the last one, dude? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, we're just gonna leave it at that. All right, we'll, we'll give you a chance to redeem yourself at the end of the day. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, uh, welcome back to Choice Tracks. Uh, this is a music podcast where we talk about music. Um, well, let me let me take a couple of steps back here. What we do is on this particular podcast, we do have a format. Uh, we actually have come up with a theme uh, that one of us come up with, and then everybody has to pick a song that they think relates to that theme. Uh, it's a song that they actually like, they love, they maybe hate, but it's something that's memorable and burned into their sockets to where they have to come out and put it out there. Uh, we do that's on side A. We also flip a record over where we put it on side B where somebody gives out homework. In this case, I gave out homework and everybody had to come back uh, with what they thought about that homework. And then they get passing grades. Otherwise, they fail out the class and have a miserable life. End of the story. So in this particular episode, um, side A, we want to do things a little bit different. Uh, we've done these in the past where we've singled out a particular artist and we've given what we thought were the best songs that we loved from that particular artist. This situation is a little bit sad only because this artist recently passed. Um, she was a pioneer when it came to women's rights. She was a pioneer when it came to uh, women in rock and roll. She was a pioneer when it came to crossing over uh, between what she was originally doing and what she wound up doing on her comeback tour. Um, she was a pioneer in the sense of her voice, her mannerisms, her story. It's all iconic um, in the way that she lived. And even the fact that she moved away from the States and never wanted to be over here again, the fact of the matter is she still had that kind of presence about herself. Um, she was definitely feisty. She was definitely smooth. She was suave. Uh, but all in all, she was herself, true and through. So we definitely had to give her her props and her flowers, uh, whether it be a little late, whether it be a little soon, whatever the case in point may be. Then one person that I'm talking about is none other than Tina Turner. I even felt bad just saying it and coming out like that. Um, but yeah, we're talking about uh, somebody who's won uh, numerous Grammys, somebody who's who's held Guinness Book of World Records for a couple of different things that she came out with. Um, we're, we're talking about an individual here who literally life story was put up on the big screen portrayed by Angela Bassett and and you know through everything that she went through through her heartache through through child situations through uh, abusive situations and a marriage through uh coming back and finding a whole a whole spiritual outlet and and preparing herself coming back a stronger individual and and making it on her own Tina Turner without a doubt is a rock and roll icon she is the dubbed queen of rock and roll and she's given that for good reason. Um, just so I'm not going to give a whole big backstory about everything because we want y'all to research here on the podcast. We don't believe in just telling you every single little thing out there in the world. We want you to go and pick up on it a little bit. Um, but uh, she was born anime bullet uh, in November 26 of 1939 in a little old town by the name of Brownsville, Tennessee, or Tennessee as we like to call it. 
Um, she uh, was actually singing in the choir. Uh, her mom had a report of, of, of everything having to deal with the church. Um, she fell in love with the artist by the name of Ike Turner. She wound up becoming a member of his band where she was the actual lead singer, or as he would say it, the co-singer, as he would sing along with her. And they would do multiple duets and such. Um, you know, everything was good in Peaches. She, they got married, had a family, the whole nine. But uh, amongst in the actual marriage, um, a couple of issues came out. Most most notably, the domestic issue, where they were actually seen fighting on a regular basis. She was being beaten up on a regular basis. You would see scars and bruises and, and scar tissue and the whole nine on her face and all of the pain that she had to endure with that. Um, she wound up uh, leaving the band and separating from and from Ike Turner in 1976. Uh, she made a resurrection in around 1984, where she came back with a whole new hairstyle, a whole new do, a whole new attitude, and it was all about her empowerment. And nobody was going to be able to take anything away from her, and nobody was going to be able to stop her in anything that she was doing. Um, she held the Guinness Book of World Records for um, being number one on the Billboard chart. At her age, at the time she was 44, uh, for dropping the Private Dancer album, which spawned some of the biggest hits that ever came out of the 80s, uh, for sure. And um, that album hit number one on the charts, and that was one of her main number one albums uh, that came out. And the song that I picked was actually one of her, her number one songs um, that actually just took it over the top. Uh, she got it for Record of the Year. Um, she has definitely held many, many records throughout the years. And the song that I just chose in order to go with Tina Turner is a song that, um, really kind of touched me because I wasn't expecting it from her. Uh, every time that I heard Tina Turner, I would hear this, this hard, just, just real, like rock exterior out there, right? And it's, it's one of those sounds that, you know, when you hear her voice, you know, you it's it's distinctive. You know exactly who it is that's coming across the mic. Like, and she's got hard pipes, and she can belt out with the best of them, but she also had a soft side. And in this particular situation, that soft side kind of came out. Uh, she still belted out the, the lyrics towards the end of the song, but, you know, her voice and her tone, the blues, the, 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 the gospel, everything was in her voice, and this particular song held all of it together and it came across in a smooth transition. And a song that I picked was What's Love Got to Do With It? Um, that to me was one of her most iconic songs, uh, not just from her delivery, but also from uh, the way in which it, it idolized her style. And she, everybody wasn't doing um, in the especially in the black community, everybody was not doing the spike hair. Uh, everybody was not doing the different color hair of that situation. Um, and this one kind of crossed over different genres. It wasn't just rock. It wasn't just pop. It wasn't just uh, R&B. It was one of those songs that, you know, however you felt, whenever you heard it, you were going to change your feelings and you were actually going to like it and love it. And so she transitioned through many different genres and how she came across. But she was one of those people that could do it. And she had the platform where she could do it, and nobody could stop her from doing it. Um, she was one of the first women you know, to get major, major uh, backing from 
from different soft drinks that we're not going to name on the, on the scene because we're not getting paid for them, so we're not going to give them that promotion. But uh, Super Bowl, anything that you could think of that was out there for a big time artist, Tina Turner hit that. So um, go back, do your homework, research, listen to all her albums, listen to all of her songs, listen to her interviews. It's very insightful. She's very powerful. She holds the presence. Um, even in the afterlife of the situation, just going back and listening to everything now, that presence is still there and it's still felt. So that's how I kicked it off. And what do y'all think about what's love got to do with it? Well, I think it's a it's a classic song. Like, I mean, yeah, this is an amazing song. I mean, I I, I like it. It's, um, you know, it, it's 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 interesting because it's talking about how it. I don't know. I'm trying to put words on it. it it's kind of a, an interesting thing because it's kind of like it's a song saying like love doesn't mean anything, right? But then it's it's there in the background, like love has some meaning, right? But the song is totally lyrically saying like, hey, th- love doesn't mean anything, and, and it's it's the way she presents it, and um, you know, it, it's that interesting thing. Uh, what was for this episode? I didn't get to do it for all of them, but. I did get to watch the music video for this one. And in the music video, you can tell she is having fun. <laughs> like she loves this song, but like in that music video, it, she's like, get me as many toy boys as you can. And a couple girls. <laughs> and she's just like, yeah, you like me. And she just keeps walking down the street. You're like, Oh man. Like <laughs> she's like, you know what? I'm just going to have fun with this. Yeah. <laughs> and you can tell. So, yeah. So, yeah. Well, cool. That's what it's about. Expression of freedom. And you're not going to tie me down to anything. I can do what I want to do. How I want to do it. Yeah. 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 I mean, this, this is iconic Tina Turner. When you think of her, this is going to be one of the first songs that will immediately pop up in your head. I mean, it's, it's the title of the biopic as well. You know, like it makes sense, you know? So, if one of us hadn't picked it, I, I would think that we're, we're doing a disservice. So I'm glad that, that you did. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a great song. It's iconic. Tina Turner belts it and, uh, belts it out. You know, it's, it's just phenomenal. Um, Tina Turner, when I heard she had passed, I, immediately because i had the opportunity immediately started playing tina turner uh and i can't say i've done that for every artist that that i've heard had passed away um but that at that moment you know i had to i had to listen to tina turner and you know on the playlist this was the first song that that was on there so this is a great song tina turner is one of the greats and uh, she'll never be forgotten. And there will be people that will discover her um, till the end of time, hopefully. So I just don't, I don't think she, she will ever fade away uh, because she is, was an icon and, um, and a major talent. And um, yeah, I mean, span decades and, you know, not everybody gets to do that. So, um, great choice, great way to start the episode. 
Thank you very much. Thank you very much. David, what you think, man? Yeah, what what does love have to do with it? No, just kidding. Um, yeah, I, I, I like this song. I think Tina's looking s- sassy, sexy on her album cover. So, like, she's definitely she pulled herself out of like a thing that she was in, and she brought that power, the women empowerment, like vibe back to uh, music and films. And then she's got her, like Brandon said, her film about. Yeah, her life. What's love got to do with it? So that was like the '90s kind of. I think Oprah and some other women like had movies in the '90s that were like kind of like women empowerment coming back, or like they're trying to bring that to a new light. And so that's what I like about her music, her movement. She got through the whole thing with Ike because he was, you know, abusive and. That's that's a shame. Someone as powerful as Tina Turner, it just blew my mind because I, I remember hearing that stuff when I was a kid, and my mom had gone through different marriages and you know boyfriends and stuff. So we had like kind of assholes around the house, you know, and so it made me think of that too. And it was just like, and I you know, and of course I thought I always think my mom's like a strong woman and stuff like that. But you know, who are these people to push somebody around? For whatever reason, you know, it's like, but yeah, what is, if you look at it that way, what does love have to do with it? <laughs> it's like yeah. a good question, right? But uh, yeah, I like the song a lot. I, I think it's cool. Okay, cool. Well, she sold over 150 million albums worldwide, so she's not going to be forgotten anytime soon. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, Moving on with the train, uh, let me have Taj. I'm gonna save you for last. I want you to come at me. What you got? I, I know, and and I I picked this song mainly because I I like it a lot. Um, it, I truly didn't know. The, I'm just being honest. I didn't know the story between. I haven't watched the biopic, so I didn't know about Ike. And but I think this is a song that she liked enough that I think she even recovered it solo it, later on, and. It's just because she does such a good service to the song and it's one of her earlier songs and it's Proud Mary. Proud Mary is a cover of a Clarence Clearwater revival song. Um, you know, their version is good. It just if you ask me which one do I want to listen to, it'll always be Tina Turner, like because it's just the the way, especially the whole intro, like how she describes it, and you're like, okay, and then yeah, it it, it just yeah, it's like listening to two songs, two the song two different ways, and then by the end of it, you're like, I, I love them both, but yeah, so but it it just it I can't. I can't really separate her from that song. That's that's her song, so for sure. So. Yeah, I mean it, it's a phenomenal song, and she owns it. She makes it her own. You know, it almost you almost forget that it's a cover, and um, you know, like yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, Ike is on there, but that doesn't that doesn't mean it's not a great song. 
Right. It's, you know, it's still a phenomenal yeah, song. I was a little surprised by that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if, you know, you'd be doing yourself a disservice if you don't listen to it because Ike Turner is on there. You know, right. yeah, he's all he's he's despicable, but, it's but a turn we're, not there. For sure. we're yeah. not there for Ike anyway. We're there for Tina Turner. Yeah. Right? Fuck that guy. Out of yeah. background. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah, hey, yeah. I would say this. He, 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 whatever cruelties and, and things that he did, he definitely paid for it. You know, in his lifetime. Um, he got shunned from the industry and the whole nine. So he definitely, you know, yeah. in his passing, you definitely got that and then sell back. Uh, with that being said, though, he did introduce us to Tina Turner. So I yeah. wouldn't give him that much credit. Yeah. But I mean, there's yeah. a, there's a, there's a lot to be said about like, could, could these artists or anybody in Hollywood for that matter, you know, like they, they could have made it without people like, like Turner. He just happened to have a position. That was able to get her off, you know, the ground. He, he she joined his band, but like, yeah, I guess there, you know, there's probably a little bit there that like it was a push for her, and they had the chemistry, you know. But like, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, and we'll we'll let times see the biopic so you can get an understanding of what's going on. If I say eat the cake, anime, you'll understand times later. Just, just like that, but um. If anything, I think that uh, it's one of those jealousy situations, whereas he was the guy at the time. He brought her in in order to sing a part of, to make money. And, of course, he had married her and and took her off and decided what's going to be an everlasting wonderland. But I think he got jealous of her stardom because she just took off that much more. And people were asking for interviews with her and not with him and and he's the one providing the songs for her to sing, and they want to work specifically with her and not him, and he just got caught in that draft, and I think that's what fueled the fire, so to speak, in, in their relationship. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I can see her, her kicking his ass any day, though. Like, it's... <laughs> oh, yeah. No matter what anybody says, like, I, I, I definitely could see that turning right back at, at him, you know? But, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, but the song is great. The song is, is definitely song a is, banger. Yeah. Without his ass, maybe. <laughs> but no, but that's what I'm saying. She did recover it. Yeah. I mean, there, there's two versions out there. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without him in it, right? Yeah. 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 She, she played bass on that. He played bass on like, that. Right. She, she stole the show. Automatically. So yeah. I'll give you your little your little two seconds here and uh bye bye. Alright. So Damon, it is yeah, what you okay. got, man. Uh yeah, so Brandon stole my son. I'm not gonna say what it is, but um uh it and it's like I I think like Brandon, I like to associate music with film too a lot. And that's uh I think Tim Turner has like a lot of stuff that's used in movies and shows. And I mean, she's just, her stuff's all over the place. So she will like y'all such will never be forgotten. Um, better be good to me is what I picked. Uh, 
and I was, I was listening to the song. I was like, I really like this song. I guess I like you know I like the meaning of it too. And like my wife liked it a lot too. That was her favorite Tina Turner song. So I thought that was kind of cool. Um, you know, I just I, I guess I didn't know that she had listened to a lot more Tina Turner than I had. <laughs> so, mm. but uh, yeah, so better be good to me is a it's a single. Um, I guess like you could have found this on vinyl stuff like that and it still exists vinyl still exists uh this is from uh also from an album private dancer 1984 uh so yeah it's a it's a good song it's not written by at least i don't think it's written by tina no it's not um so that's you know not everybody writes their own music which is kind of interesting because i always think that like especially like artists like Tina Turner, I would think that she maybe was writing a lot of her stuff, but um, yeah, no, this is a, this is a good song. And I guess it, it like was released. Um, yeah. 1984. That's a, that's a good year, I guess. That's summer. It's a summer song. So what y'all think of uh, better be good to me. Better be good to me. Kind of, kind of fits, right? Um, it, I liked it um, a lot. It, it was good, so it's enjoyable. So I'm not sure if I knew that song exactly before, but but you know, Tina Turner made it all better, so I enjoyed it for sure. So yeah, yeah. It's not it's not one that always like comes to mind right right when I think of Tina Turner, um, but but it is a phenomenal song. Uh, I think it's a good song. Again, you know, her, her talent shines, her voice shines. Um, yeah, I don't think I've heard that song in a while. I don't even know if that song popped up on that playlist when I, I played it the, uh, the other day. Um, well, or when she, when she had passed away. But, um, I definitely remember the album, the one from 1984. I mean, that was, that was a, a pretty big one. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was good. It was, it was great. It was, it was good to go back and listen to it because it's been a while. Um, and just reminded me that she had so many, so many hits and even ones that weren't as huge, you know, like private dancer, uh, or what, what's love got to do with it. Um, you know, she always gave 110%. At least that's my, my impression. And this is just a, yeah, great choice. Yeah, definitely a good choice. Um, anytime I hear this song, automatically my brain goes to that guitar lick uh, in the middle of the hook. Like that's a, that is just a smooth ass lick, man. You can't get past that. You really can't. And so it's definitely a great pick. It's when you come think of like your top three Tina Turner songs in my mind, um, it's like number four, and that's the way it comes across to me. Uh, and definitely yeah. inside top five, but it definitely hits and it's got its own rhythm to it and it's online and you can hear the rock and roll that's in there. It's, it's no question about it. And her voice smooths it out a little bit, but then it gets right back raspy and she gets right into the, her pocket and you can't get her out of it. So yeah. great pick. And 80, well, in 85, this is like right after it, it you know, came out like the album it won rock vocal uh, performance for mm-hmm. female so it's which is really cool that's kind of like 
uh, our Grammy episode with a female artist. Right. Uh, yeah, she's she. I mean, she's right up there. So obviously, um, yeah. Fuck yeah. It's not great. Seen it, Tina. Like it. I need a Tina Turner T-shirt or something, man. Oh my god, man! If I could find a vintage T-shirt, I'm on it, bro. I'm all so, really on it. Yeah. What's up? So a, a weird thing that I had. So in somehow in the '80s, I had a, a Muppets magazine. I only got one issue of it, right? But <laughs> in it, it's Janice, but in the iconic Tina Turner. Uh, outfit with like the the jean jacket and the short skirt and the heels like so yeah it, it, and that that's like I don't know why that always has stuck with me because it's like it's just a weird poster to get and it's like oh Tina's like a, a Muppet character no like that so that image of Tina Turner yeah ooh sexy yeah so but that from the eighties but it's Janice uh, yeah. as a Muppet yeah. So, so yeah. that's so weird. Yeah, like like that. See, so but it was a poster, and that was like an actual poster I had in my room. So it's like, yeah, it, so the, it, it was. You one, had dreams of that. Or, <laughs> no. So you really see Japan? Tina Turner is a Muppet. <laughs> okay, uh, so, uh, thanks a lot, bud. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I mean, but that's how iconic <laughs> she was, especially in the '80s. Like, oh no, I know. That is true. That is, I mean, to I mean, have a Muppet made, like, you're made into a Muppet, that's like a oh, yeah. honor. Right. Gangster, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely an honor. Yeah, definitely a gangster. Yeah. So. No doubt yeah. about it. Miss Piggy couldn't pull that off. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. No, Miss Piggy couldn't. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think she did some uh, stuff with Jim, Jim Henson. I don't know. I feel like she did. I, I want to say she did, too. He was yeah. all over the place with everybody, so it made sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last but not least, <laughs> coming to the stage is B to the R A done. Hit us with what you got, man, because your pick was iconic. Oh yeah. I feel, I feel like mine is maybe a little a little silly or maybe a little lighthearted, but that's okay. Um yeah, I mean it's it's a phenomenal song. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. It is uh we don't need another hero parentheses Thunderdome. Uh came out in nineteen eighty five. What? What? No, the parentheses they they put I, I see that too. It's like they had to add that it was Thunderdome. <laughs> Yes, they had the title like, in the It movie. is fucking Thunderdome. Yeah. They had to, yeah. They had to, man. So, yeah, the movie came <laughs> out in 19, 1985. <laughs> That's when the single came out. It was for the movie Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome with Mel Gibson. Uh, third movie in the franchise. Okay. And Tina Turner is actually in the movie as well. And, uh, I mean, if Tina Turner is going to be a character in the film, you should ask if she'll do, you know, the theme song. And she did. And uh, what we have here is just pure gold, guys. Pure gold. Um, you know, I, I feel like this song should be played in every apocalyptic action hero movie. 
Um, you know, do we really need another hero? Um, Tina Turner is our hero. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I've always loved this song. There's, there were times where, like, I, I had some friends and I would play it and they always thought it was cheesy. And I, I disagree. I completely disagree. And, uh, I question their taste for thinking <laughs> that this song is cheesy. Uh, it is not cheesy. And if I need a, a pick me up, this is a good song to play, man. Um, yeah. And of course it doesn't hurt that you think about the movie and like, it's a pretty good movie. It's not the best one in the franchise, but it's a pretty good movie. But Tina Turner, she kills it on screen and in the studio when she recorded this. It's phenomenal. Um, there have been covers of this song and they're all right, but you can't beat the original. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, good stuff, man. And, uh, yeah, I had to jump, jump on this song right away because I had a feeling Damon was going to try to pick it. And, um, <laughs> that was yeah. not going to be allowed. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you, what, you just jumped into the Thunderdome and whooped my ass for this one. I, I would be shocked if when Damon's like, I don't like this song, but I know he does. Uh, <laughs> I'm just curious about what the other, the, the other hosts have to say. So, I mean, you can still chime in, Damon, too. But, uh, what do you guys think? <laughs> Um, I loved it. I loved it for the simple fact of I knew somebody was going to pick it just off the top. And I knew it was going to be in the mix. So I wasn't even worried about it because it's just one of them damn songs. Like when you think of action movies, when you think of just some hardcore shit going on, you play this song, you've got the, the, the orchestra in the background, you've got the kids in the background. I think that's what pushed it over the top. When, you, when you're towards the end, you got the kid, we don't need no You know, they doing all the little kid voices and whatnot. It's like, that's like a, that's like a heart tugger right there. It's like, fuck your brain. It's like, I'm trying to be hard and want to kill somebody in here, but I got kids watching me, so I can't really do nothing. Like, like you, get, you get like, like full torment. Like a telethon or you know something. Teenage yeah. kids. <laughs> it's like something crazy going on with that, but for the most part, you know, I I I ride and die for this song, man. Literally, bad back style. Let's get it. I have no problem with it. Yeah, no, it it's a it, I when you picked the song, I was like, I, I think I, because I've only seen the movie once, maybe twice. So, but I was like, it, I was pretty sure I, I knew which song it was, and it was like, yeah. So it is iconic. I, even hearing it, like I could think of the movie. So. But yeah, and that. But I did go back and, and check some clips, and she she's a boss, <laughs> right? She's she's like the original boss, <laughs> like, like post apocalyptic world, and she's in charge. Like, okay, <laughs> but yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, it, I I did like the song a lot, and so yeah, not cheesy at all. Yeah, she she would definitely take you to. The Thunderdome and whoop your ass, Taj. <laughs> um, I want to see that Taj in the Thunderdome. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, anybody that disses this on, I will channel Tina Turner myself and fucking, <laughs> I will take them to the Thunderdome and they'll find out what music should be. Uh, I, yeah. Like I said, Brandon stole this one for me because he not. knew that I would like it. But it's because I liked it's a great it more. Song. 
<laughs> he liked it more a little bit. I just I I grew up watching Mad Max movies, and my dad loved that shit, and like my uncles and stuff. And uh, I just remember this movie being so fucking weird, but like cool. You know, like the little Joe Dirt kid running around. He's got a boomerang, and like, um, yeah, that was just weird Australian kind of like action movie. It's cool, but different, you know. Uh, but she. Tina Turner, like, she just fucking, she comes out of nowhere and she's just, you don't want to mess with her ass. Uh, she's looking sexy up in that, the rain and she's like, her hair is fucking meaning it, you know? She, uh, she's ready and, uh, she's got that commanding force. It's, it's like an extension of, uh, of herself in that movie. Uh, so cool. I love the song. I love the, I guess, like, I don't know what I'm hearing. Like, a lot of keyboards. A lot of keyboard, like, synthesizer stuff. But yeah, synthesize, yeah. That's 80s shit, man. Synthesize the shit out of it. That's cool. I like it. Um, little, little guitar going on. So, yeah. What, what can I say? I'm a fan of Tina Turner. Probably more so than I thought now. But, yeah. All right. Well, I think we can all agree that Tina Turner was amazing and her music was phenomenal and she will live on and we're big, big fans of hers. For sure. All right. So why don't we go ahead and flip that record and drop that needle on side B. And Diedrich, you had some homework for us. Yes, I did. Uh I wanted to take a little bit of a, a spin off somewhere and, and just go down a road that is uh, less traveled, only because when you hit so many different genres at one time, it's kind of hard to put you in a box. And this is one of those individuals that, for all intents and purposes, the way he's lived his life, there's really no way you can put him in a box. Um, just to throw it out there for some, he's got you know three Grammys, uh, he's a, a multifaceted musician, uh, plays so many different instruments. It's ridiculous. Um, he's born from a black father. He has a Jewish mother. His upbringing was very harsh. Um, they separated and, and, and got divorced when he was five. Um, and then from there, he just kind of, kind of took the bull by the horns and trying to find his own place in the world. Um, he's from, uh, Pomona, California. And, you know, he's just one of those guys that when you look at him on paper, it looks like he should either be dead or in a rehab center or just somebody that, um, you know, there's, you say that there's not enough time in the day for him to do what he does. Um, but in all actuality, he makes it work. And the reason why I say that is because he's literally all over the place. Uh, he's on his third wife now. He's got multiple children, but for the most part, He's a artist. He's a philanthropist. He's a very starch, uh, activist. He's a skateboarder. He's just one of those people that when you meet or if you get a chance to meet, um, you really get swept up in everything and anything that he has to say. Uh, I say that because I did go to a festival where I actually did come across a chance to meet and talk with him. We talked for about 15 minutes. Um, to ask him about, you know, uh, different aspects of his, uh, being on stage, ask him, you know, how he liked the climate, 
here in Austin, asked them about um, different different aspects of music and, and so forth, just trying to pick his brain for a little bit of time that I had. He thought it was an interview, but it actually wasn't. I was just, uh, it happened to be backstage, right place, right time. And um, just from that little bit of conversation, uh, he actually opened my mind up to a couple of things and um, it, it led me to go back and listen to his music even more. And he's one of those artists that uh, truly does hit the nail on the head when it comes to just talking about music. You can't put them in a box, even though they've tried to uh, multiple times in different ways and 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 features um, in how they try to present his music or how they try to come across to where he is or what genre he's supposed to be in. He always defies the critics, and so who I'm talking about is Benjamin Charles Harper, better known to the world as Ben Harper. Um, he's uh, definitely one of those individuals that. Uh, he's been throughout the years around uh, on the back end and the forefront uh, when it comes to music. Uh, most notably, from my knowledge of him, I've known him from marrying uh, Laura Dern, who was one of the actresses that I used to just be all in love with. Um, and then, so, so then when I found out that they were married, I was kind of like, I was kind of standoff, hands off type situation. And I said, if I ever had a chance, I would try to holler at her. But yeah, it never came up to be. But it's not about her. It's about the music. Um, this particular album which came out in 2003. This got him uh, multiple uh, notifications or, or excuse me, uh, accolades uh, for his music. And it kind of put him in the forefront of where his music was supposed to be. It just so happens that they didn't know where exactly to place him in. So they got him in Best Alternative Rock. He got a uh, Grammy for Best Solo uh, Pop Performance. Uh, from on the guitar, he got a Grammy for best soulful gospel performance and and music. Um, it's 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 literally all over the place. But uh, the album that I'm talking about is 2003's Diamonds on the Inside. Um, the art, the cover art, is is definitely one to to go and look at if you're you're partially a purse like I am. But <laughs> <laughs> I'll just throw it out there. But the song. He's got such an eclectic style that each song has its own life. It has its own rhythm. It has its own 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 place of value. And you can just tell, like, even within the album itself, there's a progression and there's music in there that I feel like, you know, you can tell there's a growth within each song. And you can tell where the person is coming from. There is no, no doubts about it. Yeah, yeah, he's got some play on words. But you really know the feeling of where he's trying to convey across in the particular song and in the lyrics and in the music as, as in totality. Um, and this particular one uh, really kind of took it off the charts because he actually separated from his band, uh, so to speak, and brought in other artists from all over in order to work on this album. So there's so many different artists uh, that were listed out that had credits on this particular album that it was just like, whoa. Like it, it, it almost looked like a compilation type situation. Um, but he definitely expanded out and, and you know, there's something real when your original band members that you're working with, you say that you're going to work with these other people on the outside and they're cool with it. <laughs> like <laughs> that just shows that it was a bigger picture, uh, all together. And, and he, he relayed the plan out of what it was going to be in and all of them took it in and, and ran with it. And so. Um, this particular album within itself, uh, it's got a, a couple of hits on here, but for the most part, 
this one song just stood out in my head, and that was the actual Diamonds on the Inside, the lead track of the album. She had diamonds on the inside. She had diamonds on And that's my choice pick, my choice track from the album, is Diamonds on the Inside. Because anytime you start off with a song with a girl's name of truth, um, she's the horrible liar. Like, that, <laughs> that kind of got me. And I just kind of sucked me in from there. And, you know, it's it's got a dated sound, but it's something that you can listen to. It's easy going. And I think, to me, this is where you kind of go into that Darius Rucker phase where, you know, you got a certain sound, but you don't necessarily want to put it in a certain box um he's kind of stays he kind of stays in his lane of what he wants to do and how he wants to do it um this particular person ben harper he's all over the place next day he might come out with a rap out next day he might turn around and go back to gospel next day he might turn around and 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 start an orchestra and you would never know where it was coming from until it was already out there so that's where i'm seeing him and his mindset um it's very eclectic sound and I'm just going to shut up and let y'all tell me about the album and what y'all thought about it and what y'all choice tracks. So uh, I'm, I'm going to jump in first. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. me. Uh, um, I, to be honest, I had never heard them before and, and I enjoyed the album uh, a lot. So I will say this, like the, it, I try and sit and listen to the whole album the first time through without stopping uh, I played the first part and then like had stopped it and then uh, was playing like the last uh, five or four songs. And then you get into that part where it's like, did I miss something? Like he had started out with like something completely different than blues and funk. And then the end of this album is like South African beats from like Lady Smith, Black Mambaza. And you're like, what the heck just happened? And, and and I had to go back and re-listen. And it's like, nope, I, I remember correctly. He started out this way and ended this way. And it's just like, it's it's insane. Like, I, I enjoyed it. So uh, it was very enjoyable. You know, I would be, you know, interested to, to like, hear other stuff he did. But, yeah, I mean, I there wasn't a track that I didn't like. Like, they were all just different. It kept evolving into different styles. And, and yeah. Uh, I I very much appreciate this, and sorry for my my joke last week about the different bands. It just you know it, it's like it, I I kind of feel like you know I I kind of feel like maybe this is the better Ben because <laughs> like Ben folds <laughs> Ben folds as much as I love him, he only has one sound, and he's oh, a good it's a different producer. Band. It's not the <laughs> but same. this is like he's like I'll do any style uh, and, and rock it. You know, you're like okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, one, one song is folk, the next song is reggae, and you're like, Whoa, what the? F-? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like a bird just whizzed by your window. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear Taj say that about Ben Folds. <laughs> yeah, I had to defend Ben Folds against Taj. That's fucking weird. That, All right. that yourself is crazy. Yeah, who are you? <laughs> Is this montage or is it a fucking? <laughs> so, th- that being said, I did feel like there were a couple tracks that I probably had heard before, but I just didn't remember. Uh, but the, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Damon. I'm gonna steal the, the lead track on this album, and uh, with my own two hands. I 
It's like that song is just amazing. Oh, yeah, you sucked, huh? (laughs) (laughs) And so I went first, see? Well, I like I like my with my own two hands. I like a lot because it's it, it's around the time that I started listening to like um, Ziggy Marley. I I saw Ziggy Marley, Bob Marley's son live like in the '90s, and then when I heard Ben Harper stuff, um, yeah, kind of like it, some of his, some of his music is reggae style, so it's fucking cool, dude. Yeah. You know what's crazy about that song? It's like two different, or actually three different versions of that song out there. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so he's it, actually right. got like a slowed down folk version of that song, where it's yeah, almost like a I like that too. But it's like that—that—that's what—that's a cool ass vibe with that one. Multifaceted, man. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Okay. Cool. <laughs> so uh, since Todd stole uh, your song, uh, Damon. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah I could, uh, like I couldn't pick a better, or not a better, but like another song that's just as good. Like Taj said, the album's great, and there's, and I'm glad you liked it, Taj. I like to hear that you hadn't heard of Ben Harper. Um, this is a good. It's like a good introduction. I like this album for for that. And anybody that hasn't heard Ben Harper, this is a good album to to listen to. Ben Harper's got a lot of stuff. And like he had said, Dietrich, he did a lot of collaboration with different artists on this album. And that's not foreign to Ben Harper because you can hear that on a lot of his other stuff, too. Um, Don't just listen to this album, but listen to this album. So I like the what am I what I guess one of the things I liked about Ben Harper when I first heard his stuff like 20 years ago. (laughs) So weird how long ago that was. But uh, that's like. a little bit of Jack Johnson. I mean, that's another artist I like. And I could see maybe they had done a collaboration. I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure. But, uh, and then Ziggy Marley, Marley, like I said, and like, I like Bob Marley a lot. So, like, you have probably a lot of influences. Um, I think at the time in the early 2000s or late 90s, too, uh, Ben Harper is taking music uh, and he's he's mixing it up. So, you you don't have just like a band like Matchbox 20 out there doing what they're doing and then you know what's next what's the next band that sounds kind of similar like he has a different sound and he did when he brought when he came out into the scene yeah. and that's really truly amazing I mean probably his upbringing and stuff like that but like who he, who he associates with I mean uh yeah, and I, I think it's such a weird album cover, by the way. <laughs> a naked chick in the middle of snow, snow road. That's fucking weird. But um, you're one that's you had, you had one on roller skates going down an airstrip landing. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's poetic though. Like I, I, I'm sure right. that I'm sure that Ben Harper's uh, he's got good taste. <laughs> But uh, yeah, album covers album covers are interesting because they never always like do the album justice. <laughs> Sometimes it's some weird shit they thought of in the moment, you know. But uh, I'm sure this goes further than that. What the fuck do I know? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I like 
I like, like I said, I like all the songs really on this album. Like Taj said, um, I'll have to go with Bring the Funk. You need the funk, just bring the funk. Bring the funk, bring the funk. Because, you know, it's got to be, got to be something that's uh, dance-like. Not always, but that that usually is, is kind of like, you know, it's kind of what brings me awake again so yeah and bring the funk bring the funk i'm thinking bring the funk bring the funk dude and bring the funk it is Don't bring that funk yeah i mean he's he's full of oxymorons hell even his band was called the innocent criminal (laughs) 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 he's been fucking with people's heads for a very long time Brandon, that's not leave. Yeah, let me bring it on home. Um, yeah, so I I am familiar with Ben Harper, and I have listened to Ben Harper uh, for a while now. I mean, it's been it's been a long time since I've listened to an album by by him, and I mm-hmm. probably have heard this album before, but I, I there were other albums by him that I listened to more. Uh, I'm more familiar with like, and even in my, my CD collection, um, after you told us what album it was, I went back and I looked and this was not one of them, but I had several other Ben Harper albums. So it's weird that I never, never bought this one. Um, but I was definitely familiar with Ben Harper and his collaborations with the blind boys of Alabama. And then of course with his band. Um, and it was, it was great. Like, again, I don't, I don't remember if I heard this album or not, but it definitely sounded familiar. So either it was great to revisit to or revisit, or it was great to listen to for the first time. Uh, I don't, I don't recall, but either way, I really enjoyed it. Um, it, it made me appreciate Ben Harper. It made me go back and listen to the albums that I, I do have by him, or I will revisit um, more of the albums that I'm more familiar with, but uh, it it just made me realize that that he is a, a great talent, and um, you know I should keep up with with his his catalog because you know I I, I think I, it just kind of dropped off my radar. Um, you know Ben Harbour just dropped off my radar. Um, I don't really know what his music sounds like today, but I I, I need to go. I need to go fix that and, and listen to to some of his uh, newer music for sure. So, yeah, just circling back to this album, I think it's great. Um, you know, there are so many songs that sound so different from each other and you don't get bored listening to it because you're like, what am I what am I getting now? You know, what is this? What is the next one going to be? Is it going to be it's not going to be more of the same because that's not Ben Harper and that's not what this album is. And I really like that, you know, like I don't want all the songs to sound from familiar and, mm-hmm. and Ben Harper definitely delivers on making everything very unique. Um, so yeah, I really don't feel like there's a bad song on here. Um, and you know, there are some songs I like more than others. Oh man, it's tough for me to pick. Um, and you know there were some songs on the the bottom half that I really liked, and I was really surprised how much I liked it. 
but it might have something to do with my love for Blind Boys of Alabama. I'm not sure. So um, I, the one I'm going to pick is Blessed to Be a Witness. Blessed, I am blessed. I am blessed to be a witness. Um, I just really like, I really like his voice on there. And there's some really cool instruments as well. Um, I almost went with a picture of Jesus, but uh, because it was just, you know, really unique. Um, but I'm going to go with Blessed to be a Witness is, is going to be my choice track. But yeah, I, I'm really glad that uh, that you picked it. It was great to revisit Ben Harper and to, to listen to an album that I might have listened to a long time ago. But um, it, it was so great to, to revisit his work, and, and I need to go back and, and listen to more. So, thank you. Cool, cool. Yeah, you know what? I was just thinking, uh, Bring the Funk, it kind of reminded me of uh, Jamiroquai. Yeah, that, that sound, cool. and they're, they're, you know, they're of the same era. So, so listen to Jamiroquai, and listen to Bring the Funk, and then... Bring it all together in your head. Thanks. Now you got virtual insanity stuck on my head, but at least it's not out. Yeah. So, all right, cool. <laughs> all right. So, I think that that brings us to our end. Um, before we go any further, who, any, many, many, mo catch a tiger by his toe? <laughs> Who's got homework for us? Is, is it you, Mr. Uh, Tom? No, it's, no, not it's me. Jamie. I think I, I, think I do. <laughs> I love that? giving y'all homework. Uh, so much fun. Uh, yeah, so I've been seeing some summer concerts and revisiting some uh, some music that I've heard. Um, you know, down the down the rabbit hole there, and uh, this I, I, this band is great. I don't have their um, CD. Which is unfortunate because I like to I like to pull something from the CD collection, but maybe I will just for the hell of it because I love this band. And this is a band that uh, maybe you all know really well. I don't know. 2009's uh, Metric is the band, and the album is Fantasies. So, um, and they actually opened for Garbage recently. Say this saw. Wow, you said Metric. That's what I'm talking about. Okay female artist uh vocalist um i believe they're the uk better be uk yeah what i i talked about patrick Curry a little bit but you didn't you didn't pick this album i didn't pick an album no but yeah so yeah cool okay i haven't heard that album i heard the the one before it so yeah this is 2009 um kind of like a lot of music that I like is around that time. Okay. So, yeah, check it out. That'll be interesting. So cool. Nice, nice. Taj, here is what's your rhetoric, man. Oh, um, sure. Well, first of all, you got to understand that we're choice tracks. And so because we're choice tracks, we have a website, you know, and it's called choicetracks.com. We also happen to have an email that goes with it. It's choicetracks at gmail.com. You know, both of those end with a Z. So, you know, they're easy to remember, you know. Uh, but, you know, in case you just want to listen to the tunes, we have matching playlists on Pandora and Spotify. You know, you just look up choice tracks with the Z. You find those. 
Uh, but, uh, you know, it, we do ask that you please subscribe and listen to all past and future episodes. And we're at that part where we have to say goodbye. And so this is our farewell roll call. I've been Taj. I'm Brandon. <laughs> and I'm sad to say that I'm Damon. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, I'm Damon. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Email Taj if you want. He needs a friend. And I'm Ben Pole. And, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, my name is Dietrich, and uh, we're going to pick up the needle, the Yankee spinning those toy traps. Uh,